People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Right, stay tuned to the end, folks, because we will be giving away one of our Barbarian Breed t-shirts, and you'll find out more details at the end of the show. How the devil are you all? Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, sorry, I just did an introduction, and Lee called me out on it. Yeah, it was very uh, homoerotic. No, it's professor-like. Well, you can call it that, I call it homoerotic. I'm a professor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So today, we're going to be looking at... um, I'm a doctor of logic. I told you that joke. No. Uh, anyway, I'll tell you at the end then. Uh, so today we're going to be looking at a UFO case. And this is prompt because there's been a lot of things recently uh, on UFOs. And going back a few months now, um, I wanted to do this show a while back. And the reason for that was, like I was just saying before, before we had uh, 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 a gremlin in the works. Incidentally, I have just had a gremlin tattoo. So that's on the social. Is it on the socials? I don't know. I don't might be on your OnlyFans. It's on my OnlyFans, but I don't think it's on the socials. So I'll put that up if people want to look at it, if you want to look at it. I uh, just had a gremlin tattoo. But anyway, what was I saying about the... Oh, so we had gremlins in the works, so we had to do this again. Uh, but yeah, the, I was going to watch a documentary called Moment of Contact. Um, so it's James Fox, I think, the guy who's a director. And he did a uh, another show called The Phenomenon. I think it was a documentary called The Phenomenon. And that was looking at, like... UFO cases all around the world and um, you know various pilots and things like that had seen UFOs and that was really good. Anyway, he did this, he did another one called Moment of Contact and it focuses on this case, the Virginia, Virginia, sorry, not Virginia, Virginia, uh, Virginia in um, Brazil, Brazil. Oh, case. So that's why I keep because you was telling me about this and I'm I like, no, Virginia. Don't I? I'm like, it's definitely. You're like, no, yeah. it's Virginia. I'm like, yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely Virginia. But now no, I know no, why. Virginia. So, but that moment of contact focuses on on this case and and I wanted to watch that documentary. But what what I've not done, I've not watched it and purposely not watched it because I wanted to read up about the case and then do the show and then watch it, mm. right? Because. Reason being is I didn't want to come on here and tell you everything what happens in the documentary and then it's not worth you watching it, is it? No, I suppose not. Right, so I purposely not. So I'm going to give you the outline of the case, what I've got here, and then if you, and then if you watch the documentary, there might be still stuff in the documentary that I'm not saying here. So if you haven't seen it, then it's worth a watch. Um, on, incidentally on that, I did a, a film review. I did three ghost films or a couple of ghost films the other day that people had messaged me and said, you know, watch this, or people that I know said, watch this uh, film, it's really good. Um, one of them was The Pantry Ghost, uh, one of them was Mansfield Ave or something. And anyway, I did a review on that a couple of episodes back, so if you hadn't listened to that, then go and listen to it. I said I was going to do another review on UFO films, um, and I put one up in the the, the uh, Facebook page the other day, and that went like wildfire. Everyone was saying that a lot of people had seen that was Dark Skies that I mentioned on there, mm. and um, that's a you know an alien film, and a lot of people had seen that, and everybody who's seen it's enjoyed it. It's one of them. Yeah, uh, I think it's really good. But I just mentioned that on there, and I'm, I'll do a show midweek or something like that where maybe I look at a couple of films or things. So if anyone's got any suggestions to things and that, 
Uh, there's a bonus one on there called The Road as well. And if you haven't seen The Road, that is very harrowing. Again, it's discussed a couple of episodes ago, so if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. Uh, that's what I say, it's just that. What about Signs? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll probably talk about Signs. I like that. Film, that's yeah. one of my favourites. I made favorites. the kids watch that. Fuck off. Yeah. Why? I mean, loved it, though. I shit myself yeah, watching no, that. Yeah, I thought they would, but it was all right. I was only young when I saw that. It must, wouldn't that come out about 15 years ago? Oh, something easy, like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd have been about really? 14, 13, 14 when I, I watched it. Probably that. six or seven when they watched it. They enjoyed it though, they liked yeah, it. I think I crapped my pants, to be honest. But, but um, yeah, so. Uh, Virginia. 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 Virginia, yeah. Brazil. So we just go with Brazil. And I, luckily, I haven't said Fanny yet. <laughs> <laughs> Vagina. But fuck. Anyway, so let's. Um, <laughs> fucking Fanny. Let's. Uh, Crack on. So these events take place between uh, a window of the 13th of January to the 22nd of January, 1996. So it's pretty recent. When you think about Roswell, things like that, everybody who was involved in Roswell's dead. Um, Even some of the um, children of the people involved are dead. You know, that's been that long. Yeah. So this one, you know, theoretically, it's pretty recent. And people that are involved in this are still alive. Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'd so have been six. You know, so it, but it's not spoken about as much. Um, mm. And obviously, like I say, this documentary coming out has sort of brought it back up. You know, it's back up again, and you know, people's interest in that. And that, obviously, there's things going on as well with like this disclosure thing and this uh, UFO landing in LA, um, which is interesting. I've got. Uh, I don't know if you've. Listen to the recording. If you listen to the recording, the bloke ringing it in. No. I'll play that for people to listen to. It's almost midnight on May 1st when a Las Vegas Metro Police officer's body cam catches this. Something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later. There's a there's like an eight-foot person beside it and another one's inside and it has big eyes and looking at us and it's still there. Someone calls 911, reporting two large figures in their backyard. Uh, I'm still nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he's sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. Everyone saw a shooting star. Then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What'd you see? It was like a, it was like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long testing top. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yes. why I'm kind of curious. Did you see anything land in your backyard? Or? They see like a big, that's what they say. They see like a big, uh, like a big something with light. What I saw right now, I do believe in it. Police walk into the backyard to investigate, but Metro blacked out that part of the video because it's considered private property. What's clear? They're taking this call seriously. Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question, but did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they yes. saw. Uh, I would normally discount it as nothing. However, um, seeing as one of my partners said they saw it too, only reason I'm actually investigating it further. That investigation turning up no concrete answers as of Wednesday. Whatever or whoever fell into that yard, long gone within minutes. Oh, hey. If those, if, those, if those nine foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. That, I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> so there you go. So people at home have listened to that uh, recording there. But essentially what's happening there is, is a guy, well, 
it's been filmed from a few different people's perspective, but there's this blue sort of orb going through the sky. It's fairly big. Yeah, it looks like a you know like a meteor, like when a meteor comes down, bigger mm. than a shooting star. But they'll see that, and you can see it from different perspectives. Um, so more than one person saw this, and it's a blue, it's a blue light, uh, which is you know it's not not it's not common, not common, and um, it. It seems to be controlled. It seems to be looking for somewhere. And obviously, it must have had an issue. Well, and I say obviously, but it looks like it, it, the craft had an issue. It landed to, to take care of the issue. And these beings got out in this guy's garden. So these eight foot tall, I think he said it was eight foot tall uh, creatures were there. And the police, a police officer actually saw this. He didn't see the creatures. He saw this craft, uh, radioed it in. And they were, the when the dispatch got onto the patrol officers and said like you need to go investigate they was like oh fuck off you know what i mean what like ufo but then they said to all so and so you know one of our other officers actually saw it so they was like what so they took it a bit more serious at that point mm. and they went and investigated it they asked the neighbors and that and the neighbors had seen something strange as well uh so there's a few witnesses to this but uh incidentally and you know what's being claimed now is that they've put up um a camera on the house so whoever's done that, the police or whatever, they've actually put a camera on the house, on the roof, so it's watching where this thing landed in case it comes back. Yeah. And, you know, that's not totally out the realms. It's not totally weird because in many, many UFO cases, the craft um, will return to the scene of the crime, so to speak. Rendlesham, that's a good example, where the, the craft came back three or four nights on a trot. Mm. Um, you know, other cases, that, that they do tend to come back. So... You know whether they expect it to come back or whether they're just hoping it comes back, but they put a camera up, so they're obviously taking it a bit more serious than. Do you know, like normally, you get these reports on the news where they play the X Files music and yeah, little piss. green men and all that shit. Well, I find it. Well, I mean, I go back to the episode I did a few weeks ago and was talking about the the Flying Dutchman, mm. and it goes back to credible sources. Mm. You know, you get this hillbilly and. The middle of America, you know, toothless, just got out of bed with his sister, going, I saw a craft. You're going to go, yeah, I bet you fucking did. When it comes from a police officer, it's taken a bit more seriously. Well, now it's coming from actual army, uh, naval intelligence and all that. Yeah. So, you know, this crush stuff. So we're getting a bit more, you know, and and people can take that either way, but it's getting a bit more out there now. But again, I find it really strange, you know, how something as and let's be honest this is this is massive when you're talking about human history and things like that the, literally naval intelligence is coming out i mean they didn't the u.s release a thing about two three years ago okay basically came out and went yeah ufos exist but yeah. we can't do nothing about it yeah that's pretty much what yeah. the mod have said but, for years but how is that not mainstream news because, how are people well, just ignoring it, oh, it is main it is mainstream news but it's just buried, though. Yeah. But but even when you see, like, I don't know, say, like, something happens and it's on Facebook, like, news report and that, and you get so many people putting laughing emojis on it and stuff mm. like that, and you think, what are you laughing at? It's just the facts. It's like yeah. it's like, it's like someone saying, like, um, I don't know, oh, it's going to snow today, and everyone putting laughing emojis on. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you laughing at? COVID's real. Yeah, so. that, yeah. <laughs> um, but that would be something to laugh at, but. I mean, it's just I, people just can't accept it, and again, yeah. and I think there is a lot of brainwashing out there with religions oh, and things like that. Everything, um, the whole world's propaganda, mate. Yeah, once you once you sort of inside those 
it's difficult to see outside of it. Mm-hmm. So you can understand from that perspective. But it's just the facts are the facts. And Humans can't believe they've been lied to. That's no, the I mean, I was talking to Annalise the other day because he was watching a film and it's Skyman or something like that. And that was pretty shit. But um, it started with that Arthur C. Clarke, Arthur C. Clarke um, quote, you know, the there's only two possibilities, two extreme possibilities, either the universe is full of life or we're the only life in the universe, but either scenario is equally terrifying. Mm. Um, and, and obviously she got it and she was like, yeah. And and, and, she, and I was saying, what do you reckon? And she was saying, there's got to be something out there. She's six year old, you know. But again, she's never been brought up religious, so she's open-minded. Yeah. And you tend to find that people who have been brought up religious tend to be a little bit less open-minded. So again, the state's used to be like a religious country it's not so much anymore in fact they're banning uh christianity as far as i can tell um and i'm not saying that's a, i'm not even saying that's a bad thing i don't know um they're banning everything yeah well it is becoming more communist by the day isn't it? Mm. i think everywhere is eventually but states is really going rapidly well we're not far behind here nope uh well yeah because we had Keir Starmer at Davos the other day I don't know if you saw that but there was an interview there was an, someone interviewing uh Keir Starmer and people Americans obviously 90%, he's like ninety percent of the show are all Americans so I'll probably have to tell you who he is because nobody will know it, well who would you compare him to Mike Pence well like uh, now well, the, he'd be the the he, Republican yeah nominee, but he's not he? Donald Trump is he do you know what I mean he's well ne- no he would effectively if Donald is. Trump had never been president. Yeah, that's what he'd be. He's just he's, their nominee. He's the number two nominee, guy yeah. um, from the other party. They don't really have that, do they? They don't have like the shadow thing like we do. No, no. But they I'll... have like equal and opposite in Congress and things like that, don't they? But they don't really have like yeah. Sh- I don't no, know if no. they have shadow chancellor, shadow. No, I don't, so. I don't even know why well, we don't. have them. I don't even know why we have them. No, though. I don't really. Doesn't no, really in case make sense. Goes wrong with others. If they get kicked out tomorrow, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, Keir Starmer is essentially the, he's in charge of the Labour Party. So we have yeah. two two parties in England, or um, two main parties. Well, two parties. We have two parties. We don't have any other parties. Any other vote is a wasted vote because they're never going to get in with the way the system is rigged. Yeah, that's you can't true. get in. It's like UKIP got more votes than than half those did, but they got one seat. Yeah, because it's first past the post. But anyway, the the point is. Um, it's a rigged system. They all are, aren't they? There's some sort yeah, of element of the rig because the, both keep... parties want to stay in power, don't they? Yeah, they've got to keep the elites in power. Yeah. But... So Labour and Conservative sort of switch switch places every time. They give the illusion that it's a uh, different parties. But yeah. Essentially K- it's the same. Keir Starmer for the working man used yeah, to be yeah. uh, what was he? What did he used to oh, do? He, yeah, uh, justice head and, justice secretary. Yeah. He's been knighted. He's yeah, Sir Keir Yeah, yeah. But he he's, a, he's a working man. I can't remember. <laughs> I got onto this now. But he was at Davos and essentially was interviewed. And the interviewer said to him, um, "The interviewer said, would you rather be at number ten or would you rather be at Davos?'" And he said, "Oh, Davos." And that just shows you where we're going. And yeah. again, that's the whole system, isn't it? That's the Americans, us, France, the lot, Europe. If you want to say, it's everything. Yeah. And like uh, hard on in New Zealand and one you know, world government, Australia, so they're pushing for it. That's where it's going. But yeah, that's so. This disclosure thing is probably going to come. Yeah, you know, at some point it's going to come. But you know, whether you, whether you need the government to tell you there's UFOs, aliens, and that. I mean, I don't. I don't need anybody to tell me that. It's no. pretty obvious at this point to me. But some people do. Right. So we're looking at Vagina. Vagina in. Brazil, and again, these events take place somewhere between the 13th of January 1996 and the 22nd of January 1996. So the little little 
little little i don't know why i said that twice the the little um paragraph to sum up the case essentially says that this incident involves a series of events in 1996 where residents of Virginia, is that right mm-hmm. uh, brazil claimed seeing one or more strange creatures and at least one unidentified uh object brackets ufo uh, others associate claims include the capture of uh, extraterrestrial by the Brazilian authorities, uh, animal fatalities at a zoo, and a woman impregnated by an extraterrestrial. Uh, reports that were garnered extensive media coverage at the time. So that's basically the rundown of it, and I'll go into a bit more of that as we go through. So, January 1996, then, so this would be the 13th or you know the the night of the 13th if you like um so reports start coming in okay so a few farmers and a few locals locals a few locals had seen uh, a cigar-shaped ufo flying erratically all right but but erratically as in um it was more described as it was wavering or zigzagging so it was low and it was slow so it wasn't like, you know, when you think erratically, you're thinking like like taking corners real crazy and all that sort of stuff. It was a car. It's not that. It's more like it wasn't going smooth. It wasn't going in a line. It was it was sort of going side to side. Almost like it broken down, would yeah, you say? Well, that's, yeah, well, that's kind of what they were saying, that it was... Um, it did have a visible gash down the side of it. What that, what that was caused by, who knows? But it did have a white vapour uh, bellowing out of that that gash and it was not smoke this was like um you know like a vapor more than a smoke like a chemtrail on an airplane yes yeah, more more that sort of thing you know it wasn't like a fire thing yeah and then there were, there were most all the witnesses were pointing that out that it wasn't didn't look like it was on fire but but again whatever was up with it was causing it issues because it was like slow and uh, low and there was no visible tail on it there was no signs of propulsion there was no insignia Everybody that saw it said it looked like it was in distress. So the morning of the... Uh, so this this is late on, you know, that night. The morning uh, of the 13th, there was a professor, you know, a guy by the name of Carlos de Souza, who was an ultralight pilot. So that's them things in it with the... Uh, single engine. The Are they? Not what? a single engine plane. Probably. Yeah. It's not a jet, is it? No, not the jet, not the jet, the fucking, the propeller thing on the back, the, the oh, microlight thing. Well, no, that's a microlight. I don't know what they call them over there, though. Well, it's an ultralight, then. It's, it's a single-engine right? single, wing, uh, single uh, aeroplane. Oh, just like a Cessna Like thing. a, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where he was, anyway. So he was heading out uh, to the runway to, to, uh, to yeah, do He's not going to need a runway with a backpack on, is he? Well, no. <laughs> we don't say runway in the report. I'm just, oh, does it not? Threw, no, I just threw that oh. in. Um, so anyway, this was about 5am in the morning. Will you shut up anyway and let me... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, so he's off to obviously meet a group of these, uh, fellas to, uh, do this ultralight thing. All right. And on the way he saw, so this is five in the morning, so it's, you know, it's just coming light. And he saw this, ob- he saw this craft and he observed the gash as well. And it did look like it was in distress. He actually witnessed it hit the ground. Right, right, okay. And of course, at this point, if you imagine you've got a cigar-shaped object a little ways in front of you, you know, to all intents sense of purposes, it's just going to look like a plane uh, from yeah. the side, some side angle. So he's assumed it was a plane. He followed it, 
and it seems to the, the closest track he could take. He took that track. And he went down this track, and this was the entrance to uh, McLeany's farm. All right. And when he got there, he could see the debris field. Uh, jumped out, and he noticed that the, in his words, the vast majority of the craft was broken up, but there was almost like three sections that were still sort of in, intact. If you imagine a fuselage of a plane, it, you know it was say broke up into three pieces. That's basically what he was seeing. No wings, no tail, that sort of stuff. Again, no insignia, nothing like that. It's just a silver craft, uh, a cigar-shaped craft. Again, it's broken up, and there was bits strewn all over the all over the place. Um, as soon as he jumped out, well, just to point out, he did say that it looked like it's about the size of a f a small house. These sections look like this. You know, so that gives you some sort of rough idea what these yeah. sections are. So, you know, probably looking at bigger than a plane here, but um, yeah. So the first thing you notice when he jumped out is that there was a smell. Um, and it was like a you know ammonia mixed with sulfur sort of smell, really sort of strong, and to the point where he had to pull up his jumper over his nose just to stand it. Now, obviously, he's still thinking at this point, this is a wreck of a plane, so he's thinking survivors, and I need to help, and he can't just jump back in his car and think, oh, it stinks of piss, so I'm going to jump in the car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, egg and piss, so he, <laughs> essentially. So he, he pulls up his jumper and he and he heads towards the craft. And at that point, he stood on some of the debris and it was very similar to what we see at Roswell, this tinfoil material, which is really bright, really light. And when it's rolled up, it, it springs back. So imagine you've got an A4 piece of paper made out of this tinfoil. You screw it up, you let it go and it comes perfectly back like an A4 piece of paper. Yeah. Smooth, no crinkles. Uh, at that point, he knew he was looking at something that wasn't known. I'm not going to say man-made, but he, but yeah, he, he's basically looking at something he that's it not man-made. Yeah. Um, so again, he's he's still trying to make his way to the craft to make sure there's a, to see if there's any fibers, things like that. It's not clear whether he saw a body that was outside the craft on the floor at this point. Right, okay. But it seems likely, right? Um, and there's a, there's a reason why he, he didn't talk too much about this. Now, I'll come on to that in a sec. But at that point, he heard a car approaching. He turned round, and it was a military truck. Uh, soldiers got out, basically, at gunpoint and forced him away. Okay. All right, so he jumps back in his car. And he drives. Now, he's still a bit shaken by what's just gone on. And about half an hour drive away, he stops at a gas station uh, to fill up and just have a five minutes, get a coffee. There's a coffee shop there and stuff, like a little diner thing. And he uh, just wanted to get his head around what he'd just seen. So he pulls up, grabs a coffee, and he's sitting there drinking his coffee, getting his head back together, just collecting his thoughts. And that's when a car pulls up in the car park outside, a black car, and two guys jump out in suits. And they walk over to him, walk in the thing. They don't order anything. They come straight up to his table and they start talking to him. And talking to him in a way like saying like, hello, Carlos. Um, you know, how, how's things? And he's like, yeah, not too bad. And uh, they're saying stuff like, you know, um, does your mom still live at such and such a place? And he's like, sorry. And they're like, does your mom still live at such a place? It will be a terrible if something was happened to your mum, your mother wouldn't it and stuff like that and he's like what and they're like you didn't see anything did you and he's like straight away he's like no 
she knows what this is about mm. and like he didn't say anything you know make sure you don't tell anybody blah 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 and be an awful shame if something happened to your family and that sort of stuff Walking and it really give him the shit you know shit him up which he would you know uh, yeah just a little because bit. he was he was just trying to get his head around what he'd seen he knew he'd seen something he he shouldn't have seen because the military turned up and all the rest of it he already knew that he was realistically looking at something that was out of this world then these guys turn up and it's not that the way they're quizzing him and stuff like that that was his major issue it was that the fact they knew everything about him in such a short time yeah it's you know, not right is it and they probably got that presumably from his number plate or something like oh that. yeah i don't know pretty but, quick but but again it's gonna be it's gonna be off-putting isn't it just a little so bit. this is the don't talk about what you've seen drill that we've we've heard countless times mm-hmm. from the men in black and essentially that's what these guys were later then on the evening of the 20th okay and this is about 10 miles away from the crash site this is in the town of virginia yeah uh three girls uh, aged there's two sisters uh and a friend they were aged six, 14 16 and 21 i have got the names i've forgotten them, so i'll just insert the names here in the edit recording yeah right so i'll just give you the names there uh, that want an edit um i did write them down but then i, I I'll check I your editing skills yeah. when i listen back to this probably now. forget to put it so <laughs> just make the names up yeah. <laughs> daisy whatever uh typical brazilian names so um anyway so these three girls were walking back and they are from school i believe and they saw the creature all right they, it was they were walking up and there was a, a breeze block wall. Um, what do the Americans call them? Cinder blocks, is it? Mm. Yeah, so a cinder block wall uh, bet- you know, at the back of a house. You can imagine a small, yeah. low wall. That's the garden there. And there was a, a, you know, a bush, one side of it. And this creature was sort of just outside the bush, but against the wall, leant up against the wall. And it looked to be... One of the girls actually said that it did look um, weak, feeble, vulnerable, and clearly needing help all right so when they first saw it it looked they describe it as being large-headed by a biped it was on two legs it was only about four feet tall it had big red eyes four times the size of a human eye uh, no hair on its body or its head brown oily skin which is greasy um, it had spots all over it like veins so raised veins, though, rather than under the skin. Mm. Um, and it had a bump on its head, which they mistook for horns, because they would think, you know, imagine, the, you know, religious community, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. They think they're seeing the devil. Yeah. Because it's sort of brown and, you know, it's unusual looking. Red and eyes. it's got these lumps on its head, which they weren't like lumps, as you imagine a horn, you know, sticking up. They were almost like ridges that went from front to back on either side of its head. And they mistook that for horns, like Commander Wolf. Um, no, not not on its forehead, on its top of its head. Have you not seen him with stuff without his hair? No. Oh yeah, no, I probably have. I can't remember that yeah. shit. But anyway, so that's they. So they obviously think it was that. Now, one of the girls does point out the eldest one. She actually got a message in her head, which would be telepathy from this creature, asking for help. Um, that does happen. That happened to me with the goat man. I told a story on here, the goat man, Anna. Yeah. But that's, his, that's essentially the message I got when I saw him. I got the message, I'm 
struggle playing yeah. assistant sort of thing. Um, again, it wasn't conveyed in words like that. So I didn't get the message in my head saying, I need help, can you help me, that sort of thing. Didn't get that. I just got, whatever it is, I got the feeling that that's what he was asking me. Anyway, and she said similar thing to this. So again, it maybe it's just somewhere our brains go. I don't know. Mm. When you see something strange like that. Because I got the same message as what she's getting here. So again, um, okay, so they run back and tell the mother that they've seen the devil. All right. So yeah. the, their mother uh, gets the word around and the military, at this point, the military police turn up. All right. So you've got two guys here, Eric Lopez and Marco Trias. I think that's how you say that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good with these Brazilian names. Oh, yeah, you're doing, yeah, a, work, yeah. you're doing a great job. Yeah, apart from vagina. <laughs> so um, we were told to be on the lookout for something unusual. That's what they were said. All right. Yeah. Um. Basically told to go and investigate the area. Now, they weren't told over the radio to go and look for an alien. Right. Right. But, obviously, that's what they was there for. Okay, so, they were driving around the town, and they were about two blocks away from where the girls initially seen this creature, and something run from one side of the road over to the other side of the road in front of the car. All right. Uh, it was... Um, I think it was Trias that jumped out. He right. jumps out. It was one of them anyway. Can't remember now. Just say Trias. It don't really matter at this point. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was. So he jumps out. He was in the passenger side. So he jumps out and ch- gives chase to this creature. Now this creature again environment, I suppose, but it, it seemed like it was worse, worse for wear. All yeah. right. So he's able to catch it pretty swiftly and uh, wrestle it to the ground. All right, so he grabs the creature, he gets back in the car, and he has this creature on its lap, on his lap, and this creature is struggling, but it's never going to get away from him. You can imagine this you know, military officer um, and this little four-foot creature that's weak and feeble. It's not got much chance at this point. So they take it to the nearest hospital, all right, but the hospital wasn't too keen on having the creature there, and that was because the reaction of the patients that'll come in that'll come into play in a little bit. Right. But um well I'll tell you now because essentially the the um well now I'll finish this because it because it will make sense. So that hospital wasn't uh keen on having that creature there, so they radioed and they were told to take it to the nearest military hospital. So that's where they took it to. Alright, so Marco, in wrestling this creature, was covered in this greasy, oily substance, which is the same as what the girls report seeing this creature. It said that, you know, grease. And he, he describes it as almost being like a silicon sort of oil. It was that sort of thick and greasy. And it covered it all, his, whole, his whole body, really. And he took to uh, alcohol, rubs, things like that, to try and get it off. And it took him a hell of a long time to get this grease off him. It was that thick, like an oil. Yeah. Um. And again, he was 23 at the time. He was healthy. Uh, and uh, he had a slight gash, apparently, on the upper arm. Now, it's not clear whether this gash was from the encounter with a creature or if it was just something that he had from you know, just day-to-day life. Yeah. But some of this oil clearly got into the gash on his arm from wrestling this creature. Uh, a few days after the the encounter, well, it was about two weeks, more or less, he um, got really, really ill. 
and this wound that he had on his arm was infected all right he went to the hospital took himself to the hospital but he was in a bad way the doctors um, gave him every antibiotic they had um, over the next few days um, to try and rid this infection but his immune system just couldn't cope with the infection and he passed away okay so he died indirectly if you want to say that we don't know is it is it just uh, you know a different from a different place or say with the bacterias and different things that's going to happen from different planet is it just that is it just to me it seems more like it was just a foreign being yeah. and it, you know it won't necessarily it didn't maybe not want to do it you know what i mean but it, i don't know because you get frogs don't you and the people describe it almost like um like a frog you know, that sort of you know if you imagine a frog that evolved over years to be like us it, that's essentially what these people were looking at um and they have obviously poisonous skin things like that but it didn't but it took two weeks to take hold of him so i would say it's just bad luck really. yeah i would say so and maybe if you had gone to the hospital sooner i don't know um Incidentally, in the film, the other officer that was involved in that, he's basically become a recluse after the events, um, and nobody can, nobody can approach him. I mean, James Fox, the director of uh, uh, things called Moment in Contact, again, there's a documentary about this, so you know, probably worth a watch. I'm going to watch it now. Um, I'll probably watch it this weekend, and then review it. But he, he went to visit this guy, and he was basically threatened. The, the guy threatened to shoot me in the face. If he didn't leave, didn't want to talk about it. Uh, the mother of the uh, officer, she was basically told the same as the other fella. Don't talk about it. Uh, all those sorts of things. Bad things will happen to you, that sort of shit. Um, you know, it's a military secret type thing. Yeah. And you'd be breaking blah, blah, blah. So they didn't speak about it, which is fair enough. And again, I'll, I'll see if... I don't know if they're in the film or not, but it'll be interesting to see if they're in there. So... The official story, the cover-up story, if you like, if this is the if this is the real story of events that happened, the official cover-up story would be that this was a midget. A midget. Uh, yep, a right. midget or whatever you call them nowadays. Um, uh, who was basically, you know, ugly-looking midget, and he was taken to the hospital. By firefighters, and uh, that's what the people saw in the hospital. Because obviously, civilians saw this creature in the hospital when it was first initially arrived there. And uh, I think it was a pregnant midget, they actually said. Right. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So that's basically what the official story is. Now, later on, it's reported that the Brazilian authorities obviously collected the wreckage. They collected, obviously, they had this creature. Um, maybe they had more than one, we don't know, but the Americans flew in to the nearby base in like a, their equivalent of like a Hercules, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, I know the name of it, but I can't think of it on the top of my head. Is it C-30 something or other? Whatever it is. Anyway. I have no idea. They flew in one of them and offloaded some stuff. That Two helicopters flew from there to the, to the other military base where this thing was taken and probably presumably the wreckage. Uh, the two helicopters loaded up, flew back, the cargo was loaded onto that plane, yep. and then that plane left the area. So presumably the story goes that the Brazilian authorities just didn't have the facilities to cater for this 
creature, whether it was dead or alive, you know. Yeah. Um, they just didn't have the facilities, so they basically at that point had to hand it over to the Americans, who had more, um, more, more facilities for it because yeah. they'd already experienced this before, allegedly, um, and uh, would again. So, the official, not official, the unofficial report says that this is somewhere in Florida, in a base in Florida. Okay. The creature is anyway not not so much not so much wreckage because obviously when they think people would like go Area Fifty One that sort of shit, but apparently not. It's in it's in um, Florida. So there you go. So that's the case in a nutshell. It's very bizarre, and like I say, moment of contact is probably worth a watch. I find it weird that they how they just fob it off as a midget. Yeah, like dwarfism. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just officially. I'm not sure. Just seems a bit of a convenient excuse, but people just buy it, don't they? Do you know what I mean? It's that that old thing you you get told what you've seen, and well, it's easier. Like I said before, when we was talking at the beginning there about UFO cases, it's easier for people to accept something like you know as mundane as ridiculous as that than it is mm. to accept the possibility that of, it could be a UFO of a life in that. But you know, this goes back to. You know, thousands of years people have been seeing this shit. You know, mm-hmm. There's so many things that are explained. You know, our DNA being one of them. Vocal cords. You know, what are vocal cords? What's all that about? Yeah. Nobody knows where that comes from. No, we're the we only just take it for granted, don't we? Yeah. It's interesting because when you're looking at Bigfoot and things like that, and I know I'm going off topic here, but listeners won't mind uh, so much, but Bigfoot's meant to have a language. People have heard it speak. This samurai chat, you know, this... But essentially, it it requires vocal cords. Now, some of the recordings that people have taken of what's allegedly Bigfoot, because they're not necessarily seen doing it, but there's nothing else in the forest that we know about makes these things. They sometimes, when they're checked on the... um, What's the thing? um, I know what you're on about, but I can't think of it. It defines the sound. Spectrograph, whatever it is. They... They, they sometimes show two independent um, vocals being made at the same time. Which is a conversation. No, I mean, like, so, you know, like, if I was singing, right. I might go in a high range, you know, I might go, oh, but if I, I might go in a low range, oh, but I can't do that at the same time. But they I can. can transition between head voice and, and chest voice. Yeah. And there'll be a break in the middle. Obviously, they if, can if do... you're more proficient, you can do it without a break. But they can do it at the same time. Right, so they can okay. resonate so it's like both, two sets of vocal yeah, cords. Yeah, or two sets of vocal cords. Yeah. But that's been recording, countless recording. This is when people say about evidence, you know, there's no evidence and shit like that. I know these dumb asses. There's no fucking evidence. And I'm like, yeah, well, go and replicate that then. You know, yeah. and then go to China and replicate, and then go to Russia and replicate, and then go to England and replicate, and then go to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't. It's just shit like that. And But um, anyway, getting off topic. So. Essentially, that's the case. Let me know what you think. If you've watched Moment of Contact, then obviously I'm going to put that up in the group, but I think I'll do a show on it, like I said before. I'll mm. maybe do Misinform on the UFO Connection. I've got that, and we'll watch, we'll watch that, and we'll review that. We'll moment of Contact, things like that. Moment. And then um, see what you think. You guys yeah. think. And it's like a book club then, isn't it? It's like, we'll yeah. give you like a book to read each week. But I'm not reading though, because I'm fucking dyslexical. So <laughs> unless there's an audio version of it, I ain't interested. Yeah. Um... That's dyslexic for dyslexical people. But yeah, um, so I'm like Matt Hancock, me and him like that. 
But that's, yeah. not, that's not a compliment. And I'm not very good at showing my emotions either. Okay, so competition time. Right, so those who don't know, we run Barbarian Breed Clothing. It's our own clothing brand. And we are going to give you a free T-shirt. All you have to do to enter it is go to the website, which is in the description. If you can't find it in the description, go to the social medias, which is Instagram, uh, Bizarre Tales Podcast, or Facebook group, Bizarre Tales Podcast. The link will be there, Barbarian Breed Clothing. Go on there, select the T-shirt that you want. Message me with the T-shirt that you would like to have, and I will pick one lucky winner. I'll announce it on the next show we do. And... Uh, yeah, and you can get the T-shirt. That's the next show we do together, so that could be any yeah. time between now and yeah, probably four weeks. obviously we are inconsistent, as that review pointed out. But that, oh, yes. But again, these are the ways that you can help us. And they won't, won't, like, don't leave a shitty review saying, you're inconsistent, you fucking need money and all that. Well, then help us out. You know, Give us some money and we'll do a fucking show, won't we? You know, if you want to sponsor a show then brilliant. But there's yeah. other ways you can do it. That's not just monetary. We've said before, join the YouTube channel, join the social medias, you know, support us on other platforms. If you subscribe to iTunes, then subscribe to Spotify, subscribe to things. You don't have to listen to it. It's not like we're telling you to listen to the show three times. I'm not saying that. Just subscribe to the show in different platforms because the way the ratings run, I don't know why, but it's based on subscriptions, not on downloads. So do you see how that works? You yeah. Know? So there's, there's, there's plenty of ways pricks like that who leave the reviews you know you are you sad twat um and again i don't want to get emotional about it but there's there's ways that you can help us but anyway you can help us by getting a t-shirt so go on the website check out what you want message me on messenger or email if you like supernaturalpod at gmail.com again all that's in the pro in the Description. description yeah and we do we do apologize about the inconsistency but for those of you who are regular listeners yeah, you know well. me and lee work 60 hours a week yeah. and we don't get the time to do it so we are as consistent as we physically can believe us we do not want to work 60 hours a week do no we? <laughs> no i'd rather be one of these podcasts that are making 20 grand a month yeah. and me and lee can sit here and, and do 15 and, hours a week yeah and do 30 hours a week yeah, just record do, but... just record podcasts every day but unfortunately we're not in that situation so but yeah but thank you for listening guys and uh yeah don't be a twat and leave a shitty review and uh we'll see you on the other side and join the t-shirt revolution yeah <laughs> See you on your side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. (laughs) 